Welcome to episode 43 of Collector's Quest. On this episode, Kat and I talk about the sequels that we would make. On episode 42, we talked about sequels on the Nintendo and challenged ourselves to make our own sequels and talk about what they would be like. So that's what happens here. We would also really like to hear what sequels you guys would make for games that either do or don't have sequels. It can be an addition to a series or it can be a game that maybe never got a sequel. Go ahead and throw your ideas out there. We're really excited to hear them. We had a lot of fun thinking these up, but we stayed kind of in the box. So tell us what you would do. Swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go. Do the Mario. Take one step and then again. Let's do the Mario all together now. You got it. It's the Mario. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Collector's Quest. I'm Kat here with Johnny. Hey. Johnny's not very awake, and no. even though it's afternoon here, I'm also not very awake, but highly caffeinated, so that should help. Yeah, welcome to this very sleepy edition of Collector's Quest. Uh... Well, you you know what? You made up for it last time because you were very energetic, and I'm sure everybody got a good laugh out of our um, recording when we didn't realize we were recording. Uh, no, I realized. I did that to you on purpose. Uh, really? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. You're yeah. sneaky. Uh, yeah, sometimes. No, it's fine. It made for something funny. Yeah, and speaking of something funny, uh, we have had multiple requests for you to sing. And before we get into the episode proper, I just wanted to, you want to give us a few bars of something you like? No. Are you sure? I'm sure. I wouldn't do it when I didn't think we were recording, so I'm not going to do it when I know we're recording. Well, I mean, but Kat, that's what the people want. I know, but they're just going to have to leave the singing to you and your and your lovely voice and your lovely renditions at your department. So I think we need to create the carrot, because right now you have zero incentive to sing. So what what is the carrot in which we get you to sing? <laughs> there is no carrot that is going to get me to sing. Oh, come on. There's always a carrot. Nope. Come on. There's no, a... there's no carrot. It's not going to happen. Sorry, guys. This is my new mission. I'm on your side, listeners. I also want to hear Kat sing, even if it's not good. I'm Do you okay remember your last mission with Life is Strange and that didn't pan out either? Um, I'm very stubborn. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can see that. But you can try. I mean, yeah, I mean feel yeah. free. <laughs> yeah, I'm, there's got to be some carrot. We'll, we'll figure it out. Okay, you, you think about it. Anyways, we'll move on. Uh, quickly, before we get into the show, um, if you're listening to this, uh, when it first came out, I'm going to be at the SoCal Retro Expo as one half of Collector's Quest. And we have a few guests in our booth and we have a lot of people signed up to come visit. That is on Saturday and Sunday and it's only $10 to get in. So if you are in the Southern California area or you're going to be around, you should come check it out. There's going to be a lot of good games for sale. The last one was a, a lot of fun. Uh, I know it's $10 this time. Are fifteen dollars for two days, which is compared to other conventions very cheap. There's a lot of big YouTubers there. I mean, I'll be there. I'm I'm definitely worth at least a one day admission. And I guess those the rest of those guys uh, are worth the the other five dollars probably. Okay. So that's fair. Yeah, come on down, and uh, you know we're gonna have a lot of Instagrammers coming by the booth and taking pictures and stuff and posting. So even if you don't want to buy anything from me, totally cool. Just come by and say hi and and chit chat. I would like to meet as many listeners as possible. And like I said, we'll have a bunch of other uh, IGers there as well. 
So there, there's my plug. Uh, now let's get on to the rest of the episode. What are we talking about? Okay, so last time we had a very uh, spirited episode about uh, sequels, which led to my lovely idea that we should have an episode in which we say what we would create for a sequel and kind of how it would play out. So that's what we're doing today. Right. So um, we've picked one each, a game, and uh, we've given it a sequel whether it already has sequels or not. There was no limitation on whether if it already had a sequel not to do a sequel or anything like that. So we would also like to hear what yours are. So after you listen to the episode, let us know what yours are. So post and and tell us what you want as a sequel if you have some ideas. Because I always find fan ideas to be pretty interesting to see where people take things. Well, and I think, too, if somebody could have the exact same game and how they would create a sequel could be totally different. And uh, Johnny threw a curveball at me because I was thinking, oh, well, if it's on the NES, it's got to be a sequel on the NES. But he said it could be on other platforms. So keep that in mind when you create your sequel. If it is gonna, if you do NES, is it going to stay in the NES era or is it going to overlap into the Super Nintendo or vice versa? Yeah, or maybe you're going crazy. Maybe you're like, now... Uh, since this game is no longer a Nintendo property, we've got to move it to the PS4, and here's what my super advanced sequel would look like. So I, I'm open to all those ideas. Yeah, so it could be really interesting, because I was just thinking on the same platform. So anyway, I'm excited to hear what people have to say. Yeah, so uh, come on, it's time to do the Mario. Let's uh, talk <laughs> sequels. Okay, would you like to start with your Mario? Uh, sure, I can start with mine. Mine is a prequel to Super Mario Brothers. If you've looked at Super Mario Brothers, uh, like I have, you've maybe thought, how the hell did Mario get here? What was he doing before this? Because suddenly he's just a plumber in the Mushroom Kingdom trying to save Princess Toadstool. That's This is pre-Peach naming. And, uh, you know, he's just, he's just there. How did you get here, Mario? And that's what my sequel kind of focuses on. So here is my my basic layout for for this. Okay. okay. Mario and Luigi are plumbers. But that's not what we will actually see first. They are still here. They're plumbers. They're in New York. They're just doing their job. They're out on a job. But before we do any of that, we see Koopa, King Koopa, coming into uh, the princess's chambers delivering her a report on the state of the Mushroom Kingdom. We find out through this conversation that uh, Bowser is actually the general of the Mushroom Army and charged with keeping the peace in the realm and keeping the kingdom safe. So he actually works for her. But through other conversations, we will learn he is secretly always uh, lusted after her and wanted her for himself and he has decided that, you know, soon he's going to overthrow uh, her uh, or depose her father, uh, king of the Mushroom Kingdom, who I don't know if we've ever seen. He's going to depose him, steal Peach for himself, and rule the Mushroom Kingdom. He is just biding his time waiting for the right opportunity. Cue the Mario Brothers. They are down plumbing in some nasty pipes in the depths of the New York sewer system when suddenly... They travel through a warp zone, uh, unknown to them to be a warp zone, and they appear in the Mushroom Kingdom. This sets off alarms for Koopa, for King Koopa, so Bowser knows, okay, we have invaders, and uh, after some reports, he realizes that these invaders are in fact not even from the Mushroom Kingdom, 
So he seizes this as his opportunity. He then steals Peach, uh, creates chaos in the kingdom, and blames it on the Mario Brothers. So in this game, the Mario Brothers are seen as the enemies to the Koopa Kingdom. So they're battling through. They don't know why they're being chased or attacked until, you know, eventually they go through a few levels and they, they get into a fight with one of the retainers. We'll call this one Toad. Like, they'll go through a few other guards first, but uh, they'll actually get to Toad. And, you know, when in in a fight, you know, rather than letting him, say, fall to his death, they they save him. And then this obviously doesn't reconcile in Toad's brain as to why he would be saved because he's been told by Koopa that these two brothers are evil and they're they're the ones responsible for stealing Peach they are he's like wait what is going on and and the and the Marios are eager to say hey why are you chasing us so then they get into a conversation and that's when we first learn that Bowser is uh really the guy who who's committed all the evil here who has turned on the kingdom he's no longer uh, a loyal servant and they they are charged first with not just finding peach but also finding the mushroom king uh because he's gone if you know any of the history of this uh bowser has already started using dark magic yeah uh, all the koopas are the koopa tribe is a bunch of dark wizards <laughs> Though that's not very well illustrated, but yes, they are dark wizards using dark magic, and they're turning all the loyal subjects of the Mushroom Kingdom into blocks and rocks and other inanimate objects, and then mindlessly patrolling the grounds. So, uh, with a few of these retainers uh, that have been sent to castles, they are also looking for Peach. Um, you know, that's how we get to the, your princess is in another castle, because they're, they're looking so Mario was out looking for not just Peach, but also the king of the Mushroom Kingdom, who we would finally get to see. And then, you know, that would, once we get to that point, we start Mario proper. And then I would kind of redo uh, the first Mario and make it like a more story-driven game. Also have some platforming, but make it a platforming story game. Or I could do it as like, say, uh, Mario RPG, which incorporates the first game. So turn the first game into a Mario RPG style game. Well, that would be really neat. Yeah, so that probably makes more sense along that storyline to have that be the case. So, that and I is... think that would make for fun gameplay too. Yeah, so that is my that is my my story. We finally get the Mario Brothers in there. We find out who Koopa used to be. We see what the Mushroom Kingdom is, and we get some resolution at the end. Like when Peach is the only person who can reverse the spell that's per- turned everyone into blocks. So, um, yeah. We'd get to finally see that happen, see, you know, all those people you've been mindlessly destroying as you break blocks looking for one-ups. Like, I think when you hit a one-up, that actually might be the soul of one of the trapped people that you're just capturing. So, you just really want there to be, like, a, you know, a consistent storyline, like, there to be a point of origin. Yeah, I want to I want to drive a throughput there, like just a through line through the whole story. Uh, so you don't have to think about it yeah and just like mario why are you here it it troubled me as a child i was just like okay he's a plumber and i know this other game mario brothers so how did he go from mario to super mario like what 
what happened? Because he, he was just battling some crabs. And that's actually how I would start part of the game, is you would see like a remake of that, that Mario Brothers kind of leveling where they'd be plumbing. Okay, so yeah. The, the fir- in an RPG, so the first world would be kind of stylized, or first zone would be stylized much like that, you know, with like the blue and then like the crab enemies and stuff. Yeah, I would. That's how I do it. I, I don't know how I'd incorporate POW blocks, but they'd have to be in there too. Okay. That, that sounds like it would make for a fun game. Yep. There you go, Nintendo. You can have that one for free. <laughs> Just make it, please, right? Yeah. Uh, and if we, we have time to talk about another sequel, I also have a prequel because. Uh, prequels have never done me right, so I, I just want to do some that have been good. Yeah, you want there to be something memorable. Yep. Okay, fair enough. That's good then. Yep. And very in-depth. Like, you really thought this through. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been thinking about it for a while. Um, oh. Not that I'm ever going to have the um, time or tenacity to make such a game or the resources to inform Nintendo of what I would do. Um, but yeah, I, I put some thought into it and sometimes when I'm driving, I'm like, well, let's just drift off and think about what I would do. Okay. That's fair. But not too drifting though, because you are driving. Yeah. Well, it's too tired to be energy. It's like dark and black and sleepy. <laughs> All right. Well, that's fine. I have lots of caffeine, so I'll have enough energy for the both of us. All right. So get super energetic and tell me about your sequel. I'm going to ingest this caffeine. Okay, you ingest the caffeine. So if I was going to do a sequel, um, I would do a sequel for Panic Restaurant because no. I, yes, <laughs> not Panic Restaurant. You, um, not necessarily because it's my favorite game, but because I really, as everybody knows, love games with vegetables, and I would like there to be more of them because even if I had wanted to right now, I couldn't just have a curated game with food in it, like a, a collection of games with food in it, because there's just not that many. So I need there to be more. Anyway. So if I was going to do a sequel for this, and I'm thinking I was going to stay within the NES before you threw that curveball at me. So I'm just going to stay within the NES. Maybe this turns into a whole line of panic restaurants sometime down the road. I have no idea. Um, so anyway, um, Cookie's got his restaurant back under control, and he's like really anxious because the food has taken over the restaurant in the last one. And he says, no, this is enough. I'm opening my own farm. I'm going to have all my own produce, I'm going to have all my own animals, I'm going to be really safe. There's no way that we're going to have any mutant vegetables or mutant food again. So Cookie goes on his merry little way and has his farm for his restaurant to be able to have everything there. And there are some elements I really do like about the game. I like that there are different stages and that it worked through the restaurant. So I think that would be something I would like to see continue through a sequel and still have the different stages, but obviously working through the farm. I'd love to have a save state um, to be able to save um, and go back to it and maybe increase the length of the game because I find it's it's not a very long game. It's good. But you can make it through it really quickly. And I think when you can make it through a game really quickly, it just it doesn't have quite as much replay value. So I'd like to have that. So it has some more replay value. And um, it's hard because I was thinking about, obviously, now you're on a farm. So, of course, you can still have, you know, mutant chickens and mutant cows and mutant vegetables and little radishes with eyes. I don't know why radishes, but radishes. Let's just go with it. 
Um, but obviously some things are going to change. Like I would like to see the um, weapons change from obviously things that you'd see in the kitchen to things that you'd see, you know, gardening and whatnot. And I'd really love to see it evolve to have an inventory for weapons. So I could pick what I wanted to use when I wanted to use it as opposed to picking up the the weapons along the way. Okay, that'd be interesting. Yeah, and um, what one thing I do like, which I'd love to see expanded, is if you look throughout the game, there are little bonus levels. So there's like a slot machine and and little like kind of bonus games and things like that that you can get points from and and things like that and extra lives or extra hearts or whatnot, however you want to phrase it. Um, and I'd love to see those hidden throughout that too because I I really like them. I'm all for the little tiny games within a game. So I'd like to see more of those because there's only three. And I think if I were going to have a sequel and have it be able to save and have the levels be expanded um, so that there's more of that adventure feel. Um, I would want to have more of those in there. Okay. Um, and other like, there's so much I like about it. It's hard to imagine how I would change it, but I think I would like to see it a little bit more complex. There are some levels that are kind of tricky to get through certain points, but I would like to see the gameplay, you know, progress to be a, a little bit more, I guess interactive and a little bit harder as opposed to just limited to, you know, jump and, and duck and stuff like that. So maybe that's where going into something like the Super Nintendo would be beneficial. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe just bumping it up one generation will open some doors for you. Like yeah. I would probably not put mine on the NES. I would probably put it on the Super Nintendo um, or even like the 3DS or something just to, because it's an RPG. It, doesn't require a bunch of graphics, but I would like, you know, it, it's also not required that it looks completely 8-bit either. No, but no, for be, sure. But it could be 16-bit. I think yeah. it would have to at least be 16-bit. So it's it's interesting because, like, I hadn't thought about that, but I'd love it if somebody made a game with vegetables or food in it for the, uh, the you know, like a newer console or a handheld or something like that, but still had this kind of more panic restaurant or tonic trouble kind of feel as opposed to you know something very new so it'd be like panic restaurant farm to trouble instead of farm to table yes there we go there's yeah. the perfect name but i would love it to combine in some of those elements that i do like uh, for tonic trouble uh, without the terrible um controls though <laughs> so what kind of uh what kind of new weapons would you add you said like are we talking like pitchforks and like size and like <laughs> Like you of... are very dark this morning, aren't you? Well, no, I mean, there's a farming equipment. Yeah, no, that's true. Like, I can see things like that, like pitchforks and spades and things like that. And um, obviously, frying pans and forks and spoons and plates and pots and all that stuff don't fit. Um, I, yeah, I can see that. I mean, I'd love for somewhere there was a tractor in there and you could just run over all the mutant vegetables. Maybe you could have a tractor level. Like, it goes into Mario Kart style <laughs> level. Oh, my God, that would be amazing. Yeah, combine all of your favorite things. Yeah, or just I, like I, a mini kart racer, also like as one of your mini games. Yes, I love it. If somebody's super ambitious out there, please make this. <laughs> also, I thought for one of your mini games, it, you could call it like uh, mashed potatoes, and it's where he uh, he is standing over um, the potatoes, and that you know as they're still in the ground because they're a root vegetable. And as they're, he sees that they've come to life and they're trying to get out, so he is using his spatula to try and swat them back into the ground. Uh, well, I so. like it because it would open up some of those like Mario Party style mini games within right. the game. 
I like it. That's what I'm thinking. And if if you were on like the 3DS, like when they came up, you could tap them like to push them down. Not that people love to use the touchscreen, but um, I like whack-a-mole and essentially (laughs) that it would become a -a whack-a-mole level with potatoes. I like it. I like it. Try to escape. Yeah. Yeah. See, like, I feel like that's good. I feel like it would make a fun game and it would expand upon it. So you wouldn't feel like you were just playing through a level where you have more limited controls. It would, you know, it would become more interactive and more kind of like an adventure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like it. I like it. It's it's interesting to think about that because I feel like now I'm going to be thinking about what would I do for like the next week? (laughs) When, when Cookie dies, could we add like a game over screen? That says cookies got creamed. <laughs> yes, just for you, for this awesome. imaginary person who's hopefully going to make yeah. this, you have to do that. Cookie got cookie got creamed, and just show him like <laughs> falling over and some evil vegetable standing over him. I like it. I like it. It's a little bit, uh, you know. You could even, if you needed some princess tomato feel, you could have that uh, uh, clay style end screen. <laughs> yeah, I'm for I'm for the clay style end screens. Uh, yeah, they're they're pretty adorable. I would also want the cover of the box to to kind of look clay. I, like, I would want to, like, for the Mario game and for this one, like, what I would like to do is use, like, early Nintendo Power-style clay graphic, like, clay image for the box art. Oh, my goodness. So make it look like an old Nintendo Power with, like, really bad clay. I love it. Yeah. I think it would be awesome because the, the graphics for the box on Panic Restaurant are a little bit creepy as it is and... uh Oh, the panic, um, the panic restaurant box art is almost perfect. You're like, I love it. I, I keep flashing back to the uh, PAL version of the art, which is way more cartoony, but the U.S. box is creepy. Yeah, no, I don't. I, I like the U.S. box better than the PAL box, but oh, I don't feel like the U.S. box indicates what the game actually looks like uh, no, in play. Not, not at all. You're just like, what, that guy is on cocaine and he's got like a cleaver. I, I like. Clearly, Cookie is the enemy on the U.S. box. Yeah, I, I just, I feel like it just, it's not really represent, you know, a good representation of what it looks like in the game. But nonetheless, it's it's definitely a memorable box. Oh, yeah, it's one of my favorite box arts on the whole system. It's crazy. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I love the panic. Like, I don't even care about the game nearly as much as you do, but I see that box art and I'm just like, this is amazing. I don't even know what the hell is going on this in this game, but this art is amazing. Like, look at this. Who doesn't <laughs> want this? This looks insane. That's fair. I, I can see that. I mean, I do like it. I have to say as much as I hate Princess Tomato 2, I love the box art for that. So. Me too. Yeah. It's, it's just how it has to be. But no, somebody out there, please, please, please make this. We need more games with vegetables. Yeah. Okay. So those are our sequels. You got any other sequels? Anything you want to add to yours or? No, I, I didn't really think about that, but I mean, I could have a whole Mario Party style one with uh, um, all the levels being related to vegetables or food. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe, um, maybe we make a friend, and uh, I think there's already a game called Cookies and Cream. Is it's, there really? I think there is. I think it's on the PS2. Yeah, I think so. I was going to say, you could make your Mario Party one uh, Panic Restaurant Cookies and Cream. And, is and, this really exists? Is it a vegetable-based game? I don't or food? Know. Yeah, well, yeah, I think they're cookies. So, <laughs> well, I don't know. When I put it into Google, I can't find it. All I can find are recipes. Maybe I'm having some like, uh, I don't know, some dream. So <laughs> it, it's early and Johnny's not awake, so we're not sure what's going on yeah, there. Like maybe, 
maybe my brain is just not doing it. I'm I'm looking cookies and yeah no it's see totally a game totally okay game. I I have to I have to the adventures to of fight. cookies and cream no they're like rabbits what the f oh okay so oh there's my God, it's on the DS as well I've never heard about this and like there's a screen of them like chasing some chickens and like like one's got like some maracas from like samba de amigo or I just butchered that. But yeah. If somebody's played this, please tell us what it's about and if it's good. <laughs> they they call it, like, in Japan, though, it's curry curry mix. So that's weird. I wonder why they called it cookies and cream. Maybe I, it got lost in translation. Yeah, it's the adventures of cookies and cream. You can get one for the DS. This is perfect for you. <laughs> you yeah, like, but I'm not sure how good it's going to be. How much could it be? Oh, no, no, I'm sure it's cheap. I just think it's going to be terrible to play. <laughs> just do it. Look, this will fulfill your, uh, what did you buy? You'll you'll have one for one week. I have one for this week, excuse you. No, I said for <laughs> one week, not for this week. So, like, going forward. Yes. Yeah. You could... Okay, my, my challenge is going to be to try and find all the food-related games, though I think I probably have most of them. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm I'm on eBay right now. Ten dollars like shipped. Oh yeah, I'm sure it's not expensive. Nine dollars shipped, cat. <laughs> You're like, like, you have to buy this for me. <laughs> it's actually made by Age Tech, which their stuff ten or published by Age Tech, um, which their stuff their stuff tends to like go up in price a little bit actually. Uh, here's my like we're a collector's podcast, so here's my secret tip to you. And thanks Cookies and Cream for outing this, but um, Age Tech is one of those publishers i look for they are the ones who did like i don't think they did haunting ground um but they did uh rule of rose and a couple of the other like expensive ps2 games so look look for them i always kind of keep my eye on age tech labels and if it's cheap i just pick it up because i figure their stuff might go up they might become one of those niche publishers in like 10 years that people are super after like a anatsume or uh you know an atlas not that they're going to be like our, all RPGs like Atlas, but they might be in that same vein. Okay, good to know. Well, I will try and hunt that down and buy it just so I bought it. All right. I'm, I've got the DS1 in my cart already. $9. <laughs> yeah, no, it's probably going to have to be the DS1 because I'm not probably going to connect the PS2 to play it. <laughs> yeah, oh, I figured. Also, you probably want to check and see if there's any in Canada. Yeah, well, I'm going to do that first, obviously, because that is the most logical uh, course of action, because I don't want to pay a million dollars for it. Yeah, I mean, understandable. Yeah, fair enough, right? Okay, so, yeah, tell us your ideas for sequels. Now, we've, we've totally derailed ourselves, but also tell us if you ever played Cookies and Cream, because we want to know. Yeah, because we didn't even know it really, uh, well, I didn't know anyway that it even existed. Yeah, and uh, out of the dark corners of my brain, I, I drew that it in fact is a game. Anyways, yeah, a Mario style, Mario Party style panic restaurant. More yeah. more vegetables. Whatever. I love it. Yeah. I mean, now, if somebody could just make it, we, we'd be great. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty good. Yeah, I'd play it. Oh, I would definitely play it. Uh, I'd, I'd play it as well. Okay, see, so you need to make it for both Johnny and I. Uh, whoever a, you are <laughs> yeah whoever you are mystery person please please make it <laughs> and if you want to make my rpg please consult me um <laughs> you can you can have it for free but just consult me a little bit so we 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 round off all those sharp edges 
you don't want to see it butchered. You would still like it to see it true to your vision, right? That is correct. Okay, fair enough. And uh, just a side note, Agetech is also the one who produces the one on the PS2, the cookies and cream. Okay. So now I'm going to buy know. that. I'm going to buy that too. It's going to be a PS2 oh, well. purchase. I'm going to spend $20 on cookies and cream. <laughs> well, whatever makes you happy. If it works, that's good. Yeah. So you said you bought something. We might as well transition right into that. What'd you buy? I bought Chips Challenge and Chips Challenge 2 on Steam um, because I loved this game when I was little. Um, uh, I played on. it. Hold on. Hold on. What is Chips Challenge? Okay, I'm going to tell you. Uh, like we got a weird cookie thing going on or like what 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 is this no no as in chips as in like computer chips oh not like chips like not chips like potato chips or potato chips yeah oh that okay. would be awesome okay anyway enough with the vegetables <laughs> okay. i get it all right <laughs> i get it um i used to love this game um it came out on a lot of things. I've only ever played it on Windows, but it came out for like the Atari Lynx and the Amiga and the Commodore 64 and a whole bunch of other things. But I played it first on Windows and in the best of Microsoft Entertainment Pack or whatever it was called. Um, and I think it was in 1995, but it's, it's really cool. So it's, um, it's got like a hundred and a little less than 150 levels. I can't really remember, but it's a lot. They're two dimensional levels and it is basically a puzzle type game. So you're moving things to block things and get out of the way and you're collecting keys. And uh, like I said, I, my memory's a little vague. I haven't played it in a long time, but I remember loving it. Like I spent so many hours playing it and I've wanted a way to play it, but I don't know if the one on the Atari Lynx is the same, um, and I want that iconic one that I remember playing on the computer. And for me, who doesn't like puzzle games, this is one of the ones that I actually do like, and it does get harder as it goes through. Hmm. So that you said there's one on the Lynx. That's weird. Yeah, there's one on the Atari Lynx. Um, uh, when we had Mikey on, I believe Mikey has it. Yeah, I... I, I... Vaguely, am remembering him saying that. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe we're talking after. I don't remember, but yeah, I vaguely remember some of that. So, you bought this, and you've been playing. It? No, I haven't yet. That's going to be my today thing. This is my day off. I finally get one. Okay, so next week. So, man, this is a good pickup for you because this week you get to say this is what you bought, and yeah. then next week you'll get to say this is what I've been playing. And it'll be cool, too, because maybe I'm absolutely going to hate it now, and maybe I don't, it's not what I remembered it being, or maybe I just, it's not my style of gaming anymore. I'm hoping I really still love it, though, because I'm going to be sad if I don't. That is always the risk with uh, nostalgia, right? Like, yeah. oh, I loved this, and then I went back, and oh, boy. Ugh. So, yeah. Some people find that with movies as well. I mean, I've done that a lot of movies. I'm like... Man, I used to love this movie. Then go back and like, oh, I hate this now. But it's such a nice win when you still enjoy it. You're like, that's right. My seven-year-old self knew what the hell was going on. This is awesome. Well, and I feel like there's a good possibility that I will still like it because it was a puzzle game. It's not like something that, you know, it is what it is. It's not, I don't feel like it's going to feel dated. It's just what it is. It's a 2D puzzle game. <laughs> Do you have an Atari Lynx? No, I don't. <laughs> you you hate handheld. I know, but I want you to go play Chips Challenge on the Lynx. And I want you to buy it. I want you to... It's $9. 
Okay, but it's not it's it's not the actual buying of that. It's the buying of the links that I don't want to spend the money on. Well, don't buy links. Just buy Chips Challenge. Trophy. Okay, I can buy it to just have it. Yeah, trophy it up. That's what oh, yeah, we're about here on Collector's Quest. We don't... Here's the secret, guys. We don't play every game we own. That's right. Oh, my we God. Can you imagine? The... Yes, I could imagine, but that's people get super irate with us. They're like, you don't even play all the games you own. That's right, I don't. I just leave them on the shelf. <laughs> Do you want to play every version of sports game upon every different system across the board? Probably not. Yeah. Uh, yep, I do. Or, or okay, else, well, you or get else on I'm that. a jerk. Unless, or, that's, I, I sometimes get to be the boogeyman of video game collecting because they're like, you just bought it and drove up the price. You're not even going to play it. Like, I, I get messages like that. <laughs> I wish you got as much hate mail as I got. I guess I'm infinitely more hateable than you, which oh, I'm, okay. O- I'm okay with that. Uh, I don't feel like I'm that hateable. And I feel like I'm super reasonable and pretty generous, but I, I get some really, really shitty messages sometimes about people and their opinion of my collection and how I spend my money. Uh, thanks for the financial advice, one. Uh, two, I don't care. So that's uh, that's fine. I'm, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep Yeah, you're, you're not going to listen to it. No, just I, I do appreciate the concern. You're looking out for me. It's very touching. However, not going to happen. Do you, you don't get these messages? I get, like, at least a message a week. No, not really. Like, I mean, I probably got a few of them, but I I don't. Not not on a regular basis. Not like you. <laughs> yeah. I, I, so I must just inspire a certain amount of, like, disdain in some people. But they listen. They come and they listen. They're like, I'm listening, but I... And they're listening for you. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> I don't know that that's true. Yeah, they, I, they're here for you, and they're just tolerating you. God. Damn it. Man, I am going to go cry after this episode. No, you're probably going to go fall back to sleep after this episode. No, I, I have to be awake. It's like, this, this is sleeping in super late for me. You know, I normally get up at like 5.30 in the morning. So waking up at like 8.50 in the morning, I'm like, what happened? Where did the day go? I'm, I'm like super behind. That's okay. You'll catch up. There is lots of time for pinball. Uh, no pinball. I haven't played pinball in a while. Oh, I have that's been, weird. I know. I, well, we haven't got into the playing stuff, but, uh, I guess I'll jump over to it. We're here. Um, I've been playing Final Fantasy 1 on the PSP, the okay. 20th anniversary edition. And that's what I've been doing. Uh, you may have seen the little story video I put up on Instagram where it clearly shows you that I'm the worst portable player on the planet. <laughs> uh, I just can't do it. So what I've done, uh, and my wife like super eye rolled me over this, but okay. So I have like this, we have like a little extra TV. It's like, I don't know, 24 inches or something, or maybe 36. I don't know. It's small ish, but not too small. So I took it and put it on a table. Like we have a little tray table, like a folding tray table. And I put it in the living room and I put the TV on it right next to where I sit. And then I attached the PSP uh, via the AV out cords that you can get for it. So I attached that to the TV so I could play it on the the screen next to me. And then I've got my big TV behind it where I've got like movies on while I play Final Fantasy. That's That's a whole new way of really hating handhelds. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I just want it to be bigger than that screen gives me. Okay. Well, that's fair enough. We know you didn't like handheld, so I guess we can't say that it comes as a huge surprise. No, this should not shock anybody. So, also, the ability to do AV out on the PSP, like on the Slim, the second version of it, was like my favorite thing about it. I bought a... I had the original PSP, and I upgraded to the Slim when it came out for two reasons. One, because they printed it with um, Darth Vader's head on the back of it, because they had like a Battlefront edition. So that, and then also the AV out thing. That was the main reason. So that made you happy a yeah, little yeah. bit. Like, see, see, you can kind of have a little bit of love for the handheld. Yeah, well, I, look... As much as I say I don't like handhelds, do you know how many handhelds I own? It's stu- like a stupid amount of them. And I'm always like, this is going to be the one that I understand and like. This is the, the screen I think is big enough. I think I'm okay. But it hasn't happened yet. No. But you know what's weird? Like, I'm totally fine reading a book on my iPhone. <laughs> okay, this makes no sense. I'm no, not even I trying know- to figure it out. No, I, I agree. It's an inconsistency in my logic system that I'm trying to reconcile. Yeah, no, just not even, not even going to try to figure it out. If you do figure it out, though, I want to know the logic behind it. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't look. I don't love reading a book on my phone. I will. I would rather read it on my iPad. Yes. Um, But if, like, if I'm out somewhere, it's nice because, like, Apple Books syncs wherever you go. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if I, if I have a minute, I'm like, okay, I have, like, 10 minutes to read here. I can get through a chapter or whatever. I'll, if I don't have my i uh my ipad which i usually don't because it sits by my bedstand um i will pull it up on the phone okay so yeah you you need to figure this out <laughs> yeah uh i'll get there one day what about you did you play anything no i will be playing chips challenge today thank goodness finally i finally tracked it down you have no idea how excited i am i i don't have any i mean i can tell you're excited by your inflection but uh yeah i did not know this is something you would get excited about yeah because it's just i have literally I had no, and I didn't even know that it was on the Atari Lynx until recently, or that might have been something that I would have tracked down, and it would have been a reason for me to get a Lynx. But that's okay; I've got it now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not expensive, and the box art is terrible. It's like an IT guy running away from teeth. Oh, I don't even know that I've really taken notice of the box art for it. Yeah, he's in like he's got a key in his hand, and there's like some flames, and he's in these like super awful green pants. Like, it looks like shiny green denim and, like, purple shoes, but also the pants are rolled at the bottom and he's got, like, a an awkward belt buckle. Like, he's, like, your prototypical 90s nerd is what he looks like. Well, it or is based 90s. on him being a nerd. Yeah, like his 90s tech. And then he's got he's got glasses, very similar to my glasses. And he's got, like, a, a, red, like a red or a magenta-ish shirt going on, too, to clash with those green pants. Maybe that's not a belt buckle. Maybe that's, I don't know. It might not I'll be. I'll have to look it up after. I'm going to have to look it up and look at the art. It might be like a cell phone or a pager by his belt buckle. Oh, it definitely is. And I okay. think he may even have a pocket protector in there. It's interesting. Oh, very fitting. Yeah, and he's like running through it. Like it looks like a maze, but also is reminiscent of cubicles. Okay, well, I'm going to have to look it up. Because yeah. I honestly don't know that I've, I've probably seen it, but I don't know that I've paid it any notice. Yep, it's uh it's interesting. So, uh what did I buy? What what did I buy, cat? Did I buy anything? I can't imagine you didn't buy anything. Well, that says a lot about me. That's a shitty statement. I'm uh, sorry, it's true. Uh, no, it's 100% accurate. Um I bought a bunch of 3DS games. That's what I bought. 
Okay, so you you did buy things. How I, much is a bunch? Oh, I don't know, roughly ninety or so games. Okay, yeah, that's a bunch. Yeah, I spent I spent a little money. I uh, got a bunch of the big boxes. Super excited, actually. Uh, my 3DS big box collection is now on point. I haven't taken any pictures of it because I've had like zero time, and I'm still doing the individual pictures of everything on the Nest Mini. That's kind of been my focus. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I've got like a a box sitting on my sorting table to sort, catalog, and picture and put up on Instagram. So it, it's there, but who knows if I'll even make it to that this week. Oh, well, you'll make it to it at some point. So is this going to turn into you want the whole library for the 3DS or just curate it? Um, I don't know. We'll just have to stay tuned then. Yeah, like, um, yeah, things like this kind of, you know, they will tend to push me towards doing a set, but I may just do like a big box collection. Okay. Like I may do a subset, like I have all the big boxes that came out or all the special editions or weird so the 3DS, we t- we talked to, we've talked to some people about the 3DS uh, on the show. Um, but here's like, they have big boxes. They have like weird, like super square makes like these super big box ones. And then they also have like lenticular slip case covers, which I consider to be part of the big boxes, even though they're not much bigger. So like the original Street Fighter 4 on the DS has a lenticular cover and so does Jaws. There's a, f- and like, I think one, one piece has one as well. So stuff like that is what I'm getting. Anything that's said, I always call it non-standard packaging because that's okay. easier than trying to classify all the different versions of big boxes. So right. If it doesn't come in just a regular plastic clamshell or has an additional version, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So that's what I, I may do. There's a, God, there's so many of them. I just have to slug through it, but I don't, today isn't the day. Okay, well, you'll get to it at some point. I just want to go play some Final Fantasy, and honestly, it's been a long week. I just want to relax. Well, then that's what you should do. Yeah, that, and it is. All right. I think we did it. Do we have any closing notes? Um, No, I think that's good, other than everybody tune in and tell us kind of your ideas for what you would plan for a sequel, and somebody please make me another food, uh, a game with food in it. <laughs> oh, I I have something I want to add to your sequel. Okay. Um. If there is, if, if you do cookie and cream, right? Um, one, since you're Canadian, we may, do we do cookies and creme? Right? Uh, okay, but no. I'm not in, in Quebec. No, but all of Canada, they're all French. Okay, this is news to me. <laughs> yeah, anyways, I'm derailing. <laughs> I want it to be an animated cow. Okay. That's who creme is. Well, that makes sense. Right. Okay, so those are very those are your crucial must-haves if this game is created. Right, the animated cow has to be super interesting, right? Because um, the cow creme might get its own spinoff. Like okay, we could have like creme fresh. The adventure. <laughs> so, you're you're yeah. really putting a whole franchise here, right? Yeah, I'm franchising this up. Uh, I want established characters. Um, we're gonna need a few toys. Yeah, so like whoever's working on the cow. That has to be interesting. All right. I think that does it for us. Where can we find you, Kat? You can find me on Instagram at CatSylvania, K-A-T-S-E-L-V-A-N-I-A. And you can find me at Johnny underscore I-U-G. That's J-O-H-N-N-Y underscore I-U-C-C-I. And you can check GameOverJohnny.com. And be sure to use the hashtag CQPicks. 
not QC picks, but CQ <laughs> picks for uh, tagging your pictures so we can call you out on the show. You can find me at Mr. Johnny Ayuchi or Johnny Ayuchi on YouTube uh, if you prefer to watch the episode there. All right, that's it. I think we're done. We're out. All right. All right, everybody. Go do the Mario.